0: Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Good to be back with all of our listeners once again today. And what a blessing it is for us to be able to gather together each day right here on Search the Scriptures and do exactly that. Open up the pages of God's Word and search those Scriptures for the meaning that God intended to con- for them to convey to us. We're so blessed to have the Bible. So many parts of the world, so many people in places of the world, do not have ready access to the scriptures of God's word. In some cases, it might even be a crime to own a Bible, at least to display it in open, in public. And here in this country, we are so blessed to be able to have not only the opportunity and the freedom to own Bibles, but to have as many as we want. And to be able to teach God's word openly in public to be able to come together as God's church and worship him openly and teach his word carefully and exactly and authoritatively. We have that blessing in this country. And yet so many people living right here where we are so blessed to have such openness, such ready access to the scriptures almost never if ever read the Bible. Well, something of an ironic situation, isn't it? You know, we might wonder why would anybody who has such access to the greatest book ever written, to the book with the greatest wisdom, to the book that communicates to us the mind of God, why, if they have that kind of access, would they not read it regularly, consistently, and energetically? Indeed, I suspect that if you were to ask a lot of people in a lot of other places in the world who do not have such ready access to the Bible, how they would enjoy, how they would look at being able to do what we're able to do, oh, they would be thrilled at the thought. And yet here we have that freedom. And so many of us don't ever read the Bible, or at least if we do, very, very seldom. Well, here on Search the Scriptures, we try to get across the meaning of God's word. We try to help you understand what it really says in detail and in depth. And we try to teach his word accurately and effectively. We want to help you get to heaven. And the best way that we can do that is not to blow a lot of smoke at you or to try to work you up into an emotional high without any real substance behind it. But the best way we can do that is to simply and methodically teach you God's word. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And so as you learn the scriptures better and more thoroughly and more accurately, then your faith in God should be developing and growing stronger and stronger. And ultimately, that should lead you to the point where you want to come to God for forgiveness and salvation and eternal life. And that is through Jesus Christ, His Son and your Lord and Savior. Jesus said when He was here on this earth, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Me. We want to help you come to the Father through Jesus Christ. We want to help you understand how you can repent of your sins, turn away from that old sinful lifestyle, and seek God's forgiveness as you confess your faith in Christ openly and surrender to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross so long ago will cleanse you of the guilt of your sins even today. And as you come up out of that watery grave that we call baptism, you will be a new creation. As the apostle Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17, you will be reborn Spiritually, as Jesus put it in John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. You'll have a new lease on life from a spiritual perspective. You'll have a new pathway down which to walk, and that is to heaven, the way to heaven. And you'll have that new hope, and that is eternal life with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit in heaven itself. And that's forever. No greater blessing could be offered to mankind than this blessing that God sent his son to bring to all of us, but so many have yet to take advantage of it and embrace it. We pray that we can help you and as many others as these airwaves can reach with this program, we can help you get to heaven. We can help you realize the full blessing of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Today we're going to finish up our study that we've entitled Christ-Centered Christianity. We've been looking at this over the last several programs and we've talked about how misplaced and misdirected loyalty is a big stumbling block to many people's spiritual lives. A lot of people they simply, while they feel like they're doing the right thing spiritually, Yet, in what they're doing, their loyalty, their focus, is placed in the wrong direction. Some people are converted to Christ, they think, primarily not through Jesus, but through a preacher. Their loyalty is primarily focused upon a preacher. Now, he might be someone they have just really admired. He might be someone they've come to respect and like. He might be someone who is very charismatic and exciting in his presentations of his lessons, but that's not where their loyalty, that's not where their focus spiritually should be placed primarily. Some people are converted primarily to other Christians. It might be family members. How many people have said, I was born a whatever denomination they are a part of, and I'll stay a whatever that denomination is. And why? Well, they were born because that's where their family were or was. That's where maybe their forefathers before their mother, mom and dad were, in their religious walk. Well, that's not really the reason to be there. Being converted primarily to other Christians is not proper. That focus is out of place. Now, some people, they are a part of a particular church because they have friends who are there. In some cases, it might be they have work associates or business contacts who are part of that particular church. Well, again, that's not the proper focus. Now, those may be good pluses, but that's not where the real focus spiritually should be. And some people are converted primarily to a denomination of one kind or another. And again, because that's all they've ever known. Well, again, that's the improper focus, not proper. We need to be converted. We need to be baptized into Christ. It is his invitation that has been extended to us in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 where Jesus himself said, come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. And Paul tells us in Romans chapter 6 and verse 3 and Galatians 3 and verse 27 that we're baptized into Christ, not into mama and daddy, not into some preacher. In fact, Paul rebuked the Corinthian congregation in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 10 through 13 for being all caught up in preacher following. And Paul said, that's wrong. That's not proper. We need to follow Christ We're baptized into Christ, not into somebody else, and not into some particular denomination, not into some preacher. We're supposed to be baptized into Christ. Put him on, as Paul puts it in Galatians 3 and verse 27. Now we've been focusing in the third chapter of 1 Corinthians in this particular study to help us understand how our lives need to be centered on Christ and not on something or somebody else. In the first few verses of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we noted that there's a time by which we need to become spiritually mature Christians. The first four verses, Paul rebukes the church at Corinth, many of them, many of those Christians at least, because he says, you're still baby Christians. You're still, as he puts it, babes in Christ in verse 1. And he says you still have to have the milk fed to you, the milk of the word, and not the meat of the word, not the solid food, because you're still immature spiritually. Now, we noted that in 1 Peter chapter 2, in the first, few, first two verses, Peter says that that's a proper focus for us, desiring the milk of the word when we first become Christians. Peter says as newborn babes desire the milk the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby but there comes a time when we need to be growing up spiritually the hebrews writer talks about that in hebrews chapter 5 verses 12 through 14 he says we need to move on to the meat of the word get into the deeper matters well in the next few verses of 1 corinthians chapter 3 verses 5 through 9 we saw that preachers and other Christians are human, and therefore they are weak and they are fallible, because all humans are weak and fallible. And so those Christians at Corinth who were saying, well, hey, I've been baptized by Paul, or I've been baptized by Apollos, or I've been baptized by Peter, that focus was wrong. And Paul points out that Preachers are simply servants and stewards serving God through teaching his word, 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 1. Now preachers do important work, teachers do important work in that they are teaching God's word, but Jesus is our savior and our only savior. The apostle Peter said in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, speaking of Jesus, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. In the next few verses, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 15, we noted that our spiritual maturity as Christians will be tested by fire. Now the fire is going to come through the devil's temptations. And that however our spiritual lives have been conditioned, is going to determine to a great extent how we're going to weather that storm of temptations that the devil throws at us, and he never stops throwing them at us. So we need to, again, be mature, spiritually strong Christians so that we can stand the test that the devil's going to throw against us. Now let's look in this last section, beginning with verse 11 again, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 and here Paul says for no other foundation can any one lay than that which is laid which is Christ Jesus now let's drop down to verses 15 and 16 if anyone's work is burned he will suffer loss but he himself will be saved yet so as through fire do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you well Our spirituality, our Christianity must be Christ-centered, Christ-centered. We can't have our focus primarily upon a preacher or upon other Christians because, again, they're human. And while they may be Christians, they're still fallible and they're weak and they make mistakes and they sin. But Jesus is perfect, and he lived a perfect life on this earth and never sinned. Though he, were, he was confronted with all the kinds of temptations, basically, that we are confronted with, he never gave in to those temptations. He never sinned. He is our example. In Colossians chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, the apostle Paul wrote, "...if you then were raised with Christ..." Now, that's where our primary focus ought to be, Christ-centered Christianity. Seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Now look at the emphasis in those four verses. Christ, centered on Christ, set our mind on things above. We died, our life is hidden with Christ in God. That is, we died to that old life of sin. And when Christ, who is our life, see the center again, the center focus, when he appears, comes back from that final day of judgment, then we will also appear with him in glory. That's where our focus ought to be, on our Lord and Savior. Now, when we drop down there in, first, in Colossians chapter 3 to verse 17, notice also what is said. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Our life should be focused on living for God, through Christ, in our life should be focused on serving our Lord and Savior. He is the head of the church. We are his body as the church, and we were bought with a price. That price was the blood of Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and beginning with verse 19, notice what we read. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Now, what was that price again? That price was the blood, the life of the Son of God, Jesus himself. Our Lord and Savior. The Hebrews writer said in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 10 By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. His body. He died on that cross for us, on our behalf. As Christians, we wear His name. At least we should. We are members of His church his body, and he is our head. In Colossians 1 and verse 18, Paul said, he, speaking of Christ, is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Now we're talking about Christ-centered Christianity. That idea of preeminence is one of giving him the first place of honor. In our lives. Again, the church is his body. We just read that in verse 18 of Colossians chapter 1. We could read it again in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. We could read it again in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 24, "I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of His body, which is the church." So if we belong to Christ truly, then we belong to his body, the church. There are some people out there who think that they don't really need the church. All they need is Christ. Well, that's not true because in Acts chapter 2 and verse 47, we read that the Lord added to the church day by day those who were being saved. So do you need the church only if you want to be saved, only if you want to be in heaven for eternity? Yeah, you need the church. God sent his son to this earth to establish the church. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades or the powers of death shall not prevail against it or keep it from happening or coming to be. Now, does that sound like the church is incidental? Does that sound like you don't need the church? Of course you need the church. It is the body of Christ. It is where the saved, while they're still on this earth, are put by the Lord himself. As Christians, we were converted to Christ and we belong to Christ. We don't belong to a preacher. We don't belong to other Christians. We don't We should not belong to a denomination. We should belong to Christ. In 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 23, Paul says, and you are Christ's. And that's a a statement of possession. You belong to Christ, and Christ is God's or belongs to God. Christ-centered Christianity not preacher-centered Christianity, not people-centered Christianity, not denominational-centered Christianity, but Christ-centered Christianity. And if we want to truly be in him, we need to be in his body, his church that he established upon this earth. Now, if your primary loyalty is to a preacher, or if your primary loyalty is to other Christians or other people, Or if your primary loyalty is to a denomination, which the scriptures never teach, denominationalism, then your loyalty is misplaced and misdirected. Again, look at the great invitation that our Lord himself extended to you and to me and to everybody. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus' words, come unto me. We need to keep our focus on our Lord. We need to continue to set our gaze on him In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, the text says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He brought the gospel to this world, and he is the one who will be there on that final day of judgment, ultimately with the crown of life for the faithful followers of him, the author and finisher of our faith who for our joy was set before him endured that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of god jesus our savior we need to stay focused we need to be consistent we need to be faithful dedicated followers of jesus christ that's what i need to be and that's what you need to be and that's what every human being on this earth needs to be christ-centered christianity he and he alone is your savior there is no other we hope we pray that you will come to him We'd love to help you along that line. Now, we're going to tell you in just a moment how you can contact us, and we will send you a free Bible study that will teach you what God's Word says as to how to come to Him through Christ for forgiveness, for eternal life. Again, the study is free. We'll take care of the postage. You can also request a copy of today's program on CD for free. And again, we'll take care of the postage. So jot down that information and then contact us. We would love to hear from you right away.